And open your Bibles this morning to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9. Uh, we talked last week on a message called Let's Get Acquainted. And uh, we're going to go in kind of a little bit of a different direction, but kind of the same, same neighborhood. So, Father, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to us. Lord, we lift up pastors around the world and around this nation today as they get ready to speak or are already speaking. Lord, anoint them with fresh oil. Speak through them, Lord God, and may the people receive what the Spirit of God is saying in this day and this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. First Corinthians chapter 1, 9 says, God is faithful by whom you are called unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. That word fellowship is koinonia. It means close companionship, sweet communion, and it also means friendship. Job said it like this in Job twenty two twenty one, and I'm reading from the Amplified. He says, Acquaint now yourself with him, agree with God, and show yourself to be conformed to his will or to his word. You will be at peace, and by that you will prosper, and great good shall come to you. So I want to take a look at at least one Bible character this morning, beginning with Enoch. And if we have time, we will continue on with Abraham. These guys are awesome examples of men of God who walked with God. I think a subtitle for tonight morning's message would be, is you can walk with God. I can walk with God. Now, let's take a look at what the book of Hebrews, first of all, says about Enoch. Hebrews, the 11th chapter. And notice with me in verse 5. Hebrews 11, verse 5. It says, By faith Enoch was translated, that he should not see death. Wow. He just walked with God, and then God just said, Hey, you don't have to walk home anymore. I'm just going to translate you. And was not found, because God had translated him. Now notice, for before his translation, he had this testimony. This is what was said about him. That he what? That he pleased God. We already looked at Hebrews eleven six. He was a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You know, can't please him without faith. So we see here that Enoch, he pleased God. And then if you go back with me to Genesis, I believe it's the fifth chapter. And we'll look at verses 21 through verse 23, and you will see how that Enoch pleased God. Okay? We see that how he pleased God. Verse 21, And Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. Everyone say Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God, and he begat Methuselah, 300 years and begat sons and daughters and all of the days were of Enoch were 365 years wow verse 24 let's look at that let's read that together ready read and Enoch walked with God and he was not so Enoch walked with God. He walked with God in close fellowship. Enoch spent his life 
in fellowship with God. He communed with God. He walked faithfully with God. How is it that Enoch pleased God? Well, he walked with God, but he had to walk with God by faith. You and I can walk with God, but we cannot walk with him without faith. And thank God we have been furnished with the faith. So we have the ability to walk with someone we've never seen before. Amen. Say with me, I can walk with God. Now it's very interesting that he started walking with God after he begot Methuselah. Um, this was a very, very special birth. Um, and I think that it's important for as parents to understand and to realize this. When you have a baby, we ought to be good examples to our children. They ought to see mom, they ought to see dad walking with God. They ought to see mom and dad reading the word. Amen? And so Enoch walked with God after that he begot Methuselah. Now, it's interesting to me that the name Methuselah simply means this in the Hebrew, man of the dart. It also means when he is dead, it shall come. Other people say that the name Methuselah means that judgment is coming. And so after Methuselah was born, Enoch had a special awareness from God that judgment was coming. And I believe firmly this is one of the things that caused Enoch to walk closely with God. You see, he was a man of God. He was a prophet of God. And we understand in Jude 14, it says that Enoch, being a prophet from his vantage point long ago, he could actually see the coming of the Lord Jesus. It says, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly. So I want you to track this with me. Methuselah, which means judgment was coming, he lived 969 years, and then he died. Methuselah's life was absolutely no accident. Methuselah, I firmly believe, lived that long because of the grace of God. Now, you do know that when Methuselah died, the flood came. In other words, judgment came. And I believe that God kept him alive longer than anybody to give people as long as possible time to repent. The Lord gives space for repentance. I firmly believe one of the main reasons why he hasn't returned yet. He's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. He's waiting for people to turn. He's waiting for people to repent. Now, our walk with God, and this is important for you to realize because we mentioned judgment and, you know, Enoch walked with God, perhaps being very aware that judgment was coming. But your walk with God and my walk with God should never be out of anxious fear. 
I don't believe that Enoch's walk with God was out of anxious fear, but I believe that his walk with God was out of reverence and honor. You know, when you walk with God out of reverence and honor, like that barefooted priest that would go into the Holy of Holies, God then will begin to show you things you've never seen before. He will begin to reveal things to men and women who walk with God. Understand this this morning, that there is a walk with God that is beyond the walk of this natural earth. There is a walk with God that is beyond the mere carnality that reigns in this earth. Amen? And so, let's take a closer look at this. In uh, Romans chapter 11, let's look at that. And uh, let's begin, uh, Romans chapter 13 and verse 11. You believe in God with me this morning, right? Praise the Lord. Romans the 13th chapter, the 11th verse. Now, what does it say? It says, and that knowing the time. How many of you know the time is short? And that knowing the time, that now it is high time. I can remember my mom and the nuns telling me, Mr. Thomas, it's high time you turned a new leaf. (laughs) In other words, how you're behaving and how you're acting has got to change. Okay? So we know that the night is far spent. We know that the time is at hand. And so it is high time to awake out of what? I think one of the greatest things that I've heard of that the prophets in the land and many prayer warriors are praying, we're praying for an awakening. We're praying for a return to God. If this nation needs anything, number one, we need an awakening. It's high time to wake out of sleep. We do not want to be known as the walking dead. Or as the living dead. No. It's high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Verse 12. The night is far spent. What's at hand? The day's at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us as children of light put on the armor of light and walk with God in the light. Verse 13. Let us walk honestly as in the day not rioting or drunkenness not chambering and wantonness not in strife and envying. One translation says, let us conduct ourselves properly and honorably as those that are light in the day. So, this may not be a a popular message. It certainly wouldn't be unpopular with you. But this would not be such a popular message in the feel-good theology that is flowing throughout our land. Just, you know... Never mind. We're not going to go there. But this statement would not be popular, let's just say it in a lot of churches, and that is this, walking with God 
has much to do with our conduct and our lifestyle. Living right and living decently. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus ought to live right. Do right. Now notice in verse 14 it says, But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. And so if it is your desire to walk with God, raise both hands and shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah. That's awesome. That's 100%. What does it mean to walk with God? Well, number one, it means to walk by faith and not by sight. It also means to walk in the light as He is in the light. Walking with God also means to walk in agreement with God. Amen? And uh, I'd like for you to pull it up. It's not in my notes. Look at Amos chapter 3, verse 3. Remember, our text says that when we become acquainted with Him, part of that means that we are agreeable and conforming to His will. Amos 3.3, the paraphrase of that verse says, How can two walk together unless they what? Unless they be in agreement. Now, Paul and Didi have been have been doing marriage classes, marriage 101, for many, many years in this church. And it's a, it's a value in our church to have a continuous flow of teaching and ministry along those lines. And I know that they've discovered, and if you are married, it's very difficult to walk together and live together as husband and wife unless there is a spirit of love and a spirit of agreement. Now, that does not always mean that you'll agree on every little thing, right? But when you have the spirit of love, what you do is you agree, praise God, to not be disagreeable. And so how can two walk together except they be in agreement? See, God's already walking. He's looking for people to walk with Him. But to walk with Him, we've got to agree with Him. No matter what we've been taught. No matter what grandma bought years ago and sold to us. If it doesn't line up with the B-I-B-L-E, we have got no, it's got no place in our mind. It has no place in our thinking. What I'm going to do and what we're going to do is we're going to walk with God. We're going to go with God, agree with God and His Word in spite of what we've been taught in the past. In agreement with God. In other words, when God says, by His stripes, you were healed. Yes, Lord. When God says, do this and do that, we say, yes, Lord. So, agreeing with God. Also, to walk with God means to walk in the Spirit. Amen? God is a Spirit. We are a Spirit. We have been called to walk and to live In the Spirit. When we do that, what will happen is we will not fulfill the lust or the desires of the flesh. And that's awesome news. Walking with God also includes walking circumspectly. Which is a fancy word for simply mean living a life of honor and purpose and courage. Just walking right and doing right. And then if we're going to walk with God... We must, of a necessity, make sure that we're walking in love. 
We have no business judging others. We've got our own backyard to keep clean. We have no business of being critical of anyone. Amen? We do not want to sow those seeds into our life because whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. See, God walks above strife. He walks above unforgiveness. He's above those things. You've been raised up together with Him above those things. Don't lower yourself. Don't demean your character by being mean and nasty and strifeful and backbiting. It's time for us to come up and walk with God and walk free from judgment and walk free from a critical spirit. Being loving, being kind, being tender-hearted, being forgiving, not holding grudges or resentments, not taking any thought of the evil done to us, not all touchy and fretful and resentful. Yeah, if you walk with God and walk in love, my Bible says, and your Bible says, you will never fail. Say this to me, I walk in love. And as a result, I will never, ever fail. So Enoch walked with God. Another person that walked with God is Abram walked with God. Look at Genesis chapter 17. Look at Genesis the 17th chapter and the first verse. Can you still hear from God when you're 99? I had lunch with some 83-year-olds this week, and I had lunch with a 94-year-old. Man, I'm telling you, old people are awesome. This one lady that uh, Pastor Nancy and Brenda and I took out for lunch uh, last week, 94 years old, and she reminded me so much of my mom. You know, that great generation was an awesome generation. And so I, I started telling her stories about my dad, John Thomas, Jack Thomas. He played the saxophone, and I started telling her some stories about him. And, and I said, you know, he liked certain songs that this generation would know nothing about. And then I started singing some of them to her. I said, do you know that song? Her face lit up. And she says, oh, yeah, I know that song. 94 years old, and I'm telling you, full of life. Can you hear from God when you're 94? Can you enjoy life when you're 99? Is life over for you when you hit 70? <laughs> I thought I'd get a reaction there. Hallelujah. I remember when I told, turned 40 years old, Brother Hagin looked at me and said, Mark, he says, life begins at 40. Amen. Life is good. God is good. Live it for Him. Walk with Him. Get to know more about the wonders of His person. Now, God came to Abram when he was 99 years old. And he appeared to him and he said, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Amplified says, I'm, all, I'm God Almighty. When we're talking about you can walk with God. Walk habitually before me with integrity, knowing that you are always in my presence 
and be blameless and complete in obedience to me. Live in my presence with integrity. Walk with me and you will experience my presence. And even though you may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, if you're walking with me, you don't have to be afraid. Because my presence will attend your way every day and take you through any valley. Amen. Amen. So he says, okay, I am God Almighty. Obey me, do what's right. The word blameless literally means to be whole. God was looking for a total commitment of Abram. But the first thing that he said to Abram, he says, I am Almighty God. I am El Shaddai. Everyone say El Shaddai. Adam Clark says El Shaddai means, I am the God who pours out blessings, who gives them richly, abundantly, and continuously. El Shaddai means the God who is more than enough. It also means the all-sufficient one. In other words, Abram, I'm everything that you'll ever need. Remember earlier we talked about believe that he is? What God is revealing Abraham, he says, I'm not only Elohim, the most high God, but I am El Shaddai, the God who is more than, more than enough than you'll ever need. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he was forever, if he was El Shaddai then, he's El Shaddai now. If he was Elohim then, he's Elohim today. I mean, it'd be just like God knocking on your door and say, hey, I'm El Shaddai. I'm all you'll ever need. I'm more than enough for whatever you may be facing. Say with me, El Shaddai is on my side. He's the all-sufficient one. And so he says, and I'm going to make my covenant between me and you. So this, now understand this, this had been 25 years since the promise was first made. 25 years. The last time that the Lord had communicated with him directly was more than 13 years before. Think about it. Don't you suppose at times during those years, Abram might have felt that God forgot? You might be here this morning and say, I feel like God has forgotten me. I feel like the hand of the Lord is not upon me anymore. Just stop that lie dead in its tracks and declare, He never leaves me nor forsakes me. I am the sheep of His pasture and I hear His voice. Amen? So, when you get a revelation of El Shaddai, it will stop discouragement. It will stop depression dead in its tracks. Now, understand this. Abram was becoming a great man of faith. To become a great person of faith requires walking with God. But Abram did not become a great man of faith overnight. It took years and years for God to work with him. 
Abraham trusted God, and apart from a few spectacular encounters with the Lord, Abram just needed to continually walk with him day by day. Doesn't that kind of sound sometimes like our lives? I mean, we experience major wonderful breakthroughs, right? We experience wonderful mountaintop experiences. But we don't necessarily live on the mountain. I mean, sometimes life is on the plains, right? In other words, when you're on the plains, just keep walking. Just keep praying. Just keep praising. Just keep confessing. Just keep coming to church. Just keep living integrity. Just keep doing what is right. Just keep reading your chapter every day. Just keep lifting your hands. Hallelujah. Keep magnifying the Lord in the plains. In other words, in the ordinary days of life. And then when you're in the valley, we've already talked about that. God will lift us out of the valley. I dare say that many of you sitting here this morning are becoming great people of great faith. So don't be discouraged because you haven't seen a breakthrough for a few days or for a few months or maybe even a few years. Know this, that the God of breakthrough lives in you and the God of breakthrough is working for you and the God of breakthrough has got your case. Amen? And so consistency, I believe, is the key to Christianity. That came right out of my heart. Consistency. Being consistent in doing the things that you know to do. Now, go over to Romans chapter 4 and verse 12. Notice this with me. And we're going to read it from the King James Version. It talks about Abram being the father of faith. The father of faith. In verse 12 it says, And the father of circumcision to them... Who are not of circumcision only, but who also, everyone say walk, walk, who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised. One translation says those who walk in the path of faith. I like this one specifically. Those who follow the footsteps of faith. Those footsteps of walking with God, of hearing and obeying day by day and year by year. Did not Abram walk in some pretty, pretty strong footsteps? He heard, offer up your son Isaac. He obeyed. That was not an easy thing to do. But year after year, Abram trusted the faithfulness of God. He trusted the goodness of God. There are steps in our walk with God that absolutely require obedience. Amen. Steps of faith Reveal to us the progressiveness and the development of faith. How many of you know you, you start walking by faith on this path? And as you follow God and you obey, 
you learn more and more about him and that develops you. But it also qualifies you for your next step. Amen. So it's progressive and it becomes greater and greater. Say this with the Abraham's faith is absolutely legendary. He is forever known for his faith. And he is forever known for his faithfulness. Abraham's faith means that he trusted God. But him being faithful means that God trusted him. Yeah, he had faith. He trusted God. He walked with God. But his faithfulness, taking those steps progressively, day by day and year by year, his faithfulness qualified him to be called the friend of God. Amen. The friend of God. Faithfulness qualifies us for him to trust us. Can God trust you? Can God trust me? These are things that we need to take a good look at because he wants to do more in us and through us than he's ever done before. I dare say that with the amount of years that we have left and nobody really knows how much, how long it is, I believe that God can do more in a few years in our lives than he's done in 40 and 50 years before. I believe he's speeding things up for the last of the last days. Yeah, Abraham had faith. Yes, we have faith. But it's not just faith. It's being doers of what we've heard. And then being faithful to walk in those steps. Oh, hallelujah. And as we are faithful, we will abound with blessings. Listen, when you're faithful in the little, God will make you ruler over much. I wonder, does it pay to be faithful? Can God trust you? Can God trust me? Look at James chapter 2 and verse 23. These are thought-provoking principles I'm sharing with you this morning. It's not basically your shouting kind of material, but it'll stick to your ribs. James, the second chapter, the 23rd verse. Say this with me, a trusting person is also a trustworthy person. James chapter 2 verse 23, and I did get a little bit ahead of myself, but this will preach right here. Let's read it together. And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called... We sang that Wednesday night, P.T. I am a friend of God. Yeah, we're heirs of God. Yes, we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. But we are also friends of God. Abraham will be forever known as the friend of God. Now listen, when we walk with God, we can also be known as the friend of God. I want to be known as the friend of God. Friends of God. You know, when uh, 
God came down to take care of Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you remember that in Genesis chapter 18? He came down and, and uh, he was observing and surveying the land. And, and of course, Abram said, look, if there's 50 righteous, will you, will you please spare that city if there's 50 righteous left? And he says, okay. He was talking to him like he would talk to a friend. He said, okay, now what about 40? He says, okay, for 40. 30, yeah, okay, 20, okay, 10, okay. All the way down to 10. If he had gone down to one, he had such close friendship with God, I believe he would have spared Sodom and Gomorrah. But Abram stopped. Now, God said something so powerful. Remember this. They're in covenant. They're in covenant. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. We are blood covenant. Amen? He said, I'm El Shaddai. But here's what he said about his friend. In Genesis 18, 7, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham, my friend and my servant, what I'm going to do? In other words, I should not hide this from my covenant friend. Oh, God is not hiding things from his covenant friends. There are things that are not hidden from us, but they're hidden for us. There are things that we are able to tap into as friends of God that the world knows nothing about. There's revelation that is available to you and to me that is beyond the natural comprehension from El Shaddai when we walk with Him and we walk in habitual fellowship with Him. Somebody say amen. Amen. Say this with me. When I walk with Him, I I can also be the friend of God. Here's what I want you to see this morning. There are things ready to be revealed to His friends. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard. Neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them. But God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. Psalm 25, verse 14. Man, you guys are listening good. I'm going to get through my whole message. Glory to God. That's a commendation to you. Sometimes if you just sit there and look, look like you've got good sense, it helps. <laughs> now, I know you've got good sense. Psalm 25, verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that what? The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him, those that walk with Him, and He will show them His covenant. Now, I don't know whether we have the uh, American Standard Version up there, but look at that if you can see it in Psalm 25 and, and verse 14. This is shouting ground right here. The secret of the Lord is with them. Let's read this with me. Go ahead. The friendship of Jehovah is with them that fear Him. Now let's say it like this. Because I am His friend, friend. 
And because I fear him and walk with him, he will show me his covenant. Now let's pull it up in the amplified version. This is all connected to walking with him. The amplified version says this. The secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord. Now we started out the message declaring that we've been called into fellowship, which is koinonia, which means companionship. So this secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord, as a result of this fellowship, those who fear and reverence and worship Him, He will show them His covenant. I love this, don't you? And He will reveal to them its deep inner meaning. Deep calls unto deep. The Spirit of God calls unto your spirit to deposit secrets, revelation of what you've not seen heretofore and to deposit impartation and information on what is yet to be. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. For there are things that are yet to be. And I will reveal them to you so that you can see. That is why I pray regularly for you and you pray regularly for me. Oh God, may the eyes of my understanding be flooded with light. May I say bredeshto mantose vredesha enongia davotelebeste. May I see what I've not yet seen. May I hear what I've not yet heard. Reveal unto me deep secrets and great truth. Liberating truths and principles that shall set me free and enable me and put me on a path of life where I enjoy the sweet companionship of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands and thank Him for that. Oh, go ahead and pray just a moment. Hallelujah. Oh, ma senene. Aproko. Ha ha. Things will just come to you. Things. Revelation. Hmm. Things you've wondered about. How to do this. How to do that. It'll just come to you. You'll be sitting as it were. In your office, in your home, in your car, and it will just come. And you'll know it is from me, because when it comes, there'll be a peace that passeth understanding, and there shall be an inner knowing of the deep secrets that have been revealed to you. Glory to God. Now, I I just want to test this out. How many of you can... Can, can tell me and testify to the fact that you've kind of wondered about something, you've been seeking the Lord how to do this, and it just, it just came to you. Anybody ever had that happen? Just came to you. Hallelujah. Those things will come 
as a result of a consistent walk with him. At the time when it comes, you may not be specifically praying in the spirit or even praising. It just comes by virtue of the fact that you're walking with God. Amen. Hallelujah. I am a friend of God. I am a child of God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So what's what's the take home? Let's walk with God. We can do it. Just like Enoch did, let's do it. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Amen. I mean, we better be ready. Well, somebody said, well, I can just live the way I want and the Lord will take me. You know what? I'm not the judge and I'm not sure about that. So it behooves us, hey, let's walk with him. Not out of fear, but out of love. Amen. That's the take home. And then, be like Abraham was. Hear and do. Hear and do. Obey and walk. Live in the presence of God and walk in the steps, those footsteps of the faith of Abraham. And you'll be able to receive anything and everything that God's got for you. Is that all right today for you? All right, let's lift up our hands then and thank God for his word.